Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the show. This show is where we break down the formula on how it is to be a fearless woman in the world today. So whether you are a woman in business or you are really climbing the ladder of your career, this is the place to do, or place to be, I should say, uh, to understand what other successful women before you have had to face and still face you know would you agree as women there's always challenges that we're going to endure and to me it is really understanding that you're not alone and these other women before you they have the formula and so today we're going to be talking to zarama Aranzibia, I hopefully I pronounced yes. correctly <laughs> we were we were chatting before the show and it was kind of funny because um I, I never know if I'm going to pronounce someone's name correctly. And I actually got your first name correct. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, I, I see your background. Um, you're currently active in real estate investing yes. and expanded uh, expanding the assisted living facility operations and building uh, network databases. So we're going to be talking about your big vision, mission, and purpose. Um, but today we're going to be talking about, because I want to learn more about your background, how you got started. But our topic today is being bold, going after you know your dreams, and not being afraid to fail. Because I think as women, we're so afraid to take that step. Because what happens if we fail, right? Right, definitely yes. And you know, in, we just have to understand that it's okay if we do. It's not the end of the world. But us being women, females, especially if we have families and children. To us, well, at least for me, failure is not an option. I have to do what I do for, for my family to ensure that they're okay, they have a roof over their heads, they have, you know, food, yeah, the essentials. And basic and essentially, you know, showing them a good role model of what it is to go ahead and pursue what it is, whatever it is that they want. Mm. So uh, failure to me, it, 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 it happens. It has happened. Um, I've had to deal with it. It's, it's kind of the not so pretty icky, yucky side of just being an entrepreneur and doing something bold, doing yes. something out of the norm. So that kind of goes with the turf. And that's kind of the part of the area, the little gray area that they don't talk about or, you know, gurus or whatever out there. They don't speak too much about failure. Oh my but gosh. Yeah. It, it, it's so true. You know, it's funny that you said that's because when every time I get a new client, when I work with a client, I tell them, I said, I am not going to sugarcoat this. What we're doing is hard, but at the same time, it's rewarding. So, you know, you had mentioned, oh, the gurus, you know, they're, you're telling you this and that. Uh, 
it, it's so true. You know, it's so true. I think they sugarcoat it. So I'm just kind of curious as a mother, what goes on in your head about, you know, taking on the failure? Like, do you have that voice saying, well, what happens if I'm not successful or when you started out, like what happens if I'm not just successful, am I going to, uh, you know, just allow, or, or is my family going to look at me differently? Am I going to disappoint my kids? So that is a good point. Uh, that is something that definitely did cross my mind several times, especially when I first started out because, you know, you as your mom, you, 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 you want to, you know, show your kids, you, you try to protect them from, from all dangers of the world. And that is just, I guess, maybe your basic instincts. So what ended up happening with me was my kids have been along through the roller coaster with me, the business, my husband, just everybody. We kind of all jump packed in the car and it's like, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going. And, you know, it is what it is. And um, they've seen all aspects of it. They've, they've seen the great successes. They've seen awesome. They've seen the not so great but what I do instill in my kids now from everything that I've learned is that it is okay to fail. Not everything is going to be beautiful and rainbows. There is an ugly side to it. They just have to acknowledge that it's there, see, well, see it for what it's worth, and how do you learn from it and keep yes. going. Not I, to I get paralyzed. And just keep going. They can't, they can't stop. They can't give up. They can't surrender. Just keep going. So that has taken a lot of myself to do to show them that it's okay to fail mm. but keep going keep i going. love that i'm kind of curious with your upbringing now before we started recording the show your 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 ethnic background your uh cuban right my dad's cuban uh-huh uh, and your mom is and my mom is colombian colombian so, so i right. i'm kind of curious growing up did they also talk to you about this this whole lesson of, of failure and, and really embracing it what was your experience well um i've had to piece that part together both of my parents are immigrants from two step two different countries so um growing up what they wanted for me was to go to school and get job security something that they never had in their life i guess to kind of um protect me from all the hardship that they've been through when they arrived here in, in the US. So I've had to piece together their backstories growing up, all the struggles that they went through when they first got here and to establish themselves and build what they've had today. However, I've seen now in my life, I've seen two different lives. I've seen the job security corporate America and I have seen the entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial way. Um, is one better than the other? I don't know. That really lies in the eye of the beholder. But having, having their backstories really did set the tone. Like They never gave up to come, and they kind of didn't sit on the sidelines. They made it here, and they made a life, and they made a great life you know, for, my, for them, for their kids. And it's only right that I just do the same thing with my own journey and my children. So it was really, it, it's been really foundational uh, to hear their backstory and all the struggles that they went through for me and my sisters. Mm. So that, that is inspiring on its own, whether they were entrepreneurs or not. 
Absolutely. You know, I do find, I tend to find in my experience with people that I've interviewed or encountered uh, that were immigrants, they really do tend to work harder. Uh, they have that work ethic and realizing that nothing comes easy and, you know, just trying to get over to uh, America, like all of those hardships. So I definitely commend you for that and in, in, in embracing those lessons and also passing those on to your children. So I'm kind of curious when you're going through like a so-called failure, because let's be honest, nothing is a failure unless you quit. Um, unless you quit, right. <laughs> yeah. So when you're going through something, like, do you share in the moment of what you're going through, why you're going through it, and the learning lesson behind it as, as you're navigating around those challenges? Right. So for me personally, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I think, you know, my kids and my husband, they look at me like, oh, there she goes again <laughs> type of deal. So I kind of go through like stages. Like first it's like the initial like, oh, oh my God. And oh my God. And uh, and then it's like, wait a minute, I'm focusing on this, on the wrong, on the wrong perspective. What, okay. How did I get here? What went wrong? What can I learn from this? All right, cool. I learned this. Now, how do we fix it going forward? Or what is the other side of it that can benefit me? So I go through initial phases, you know, just to, and then all along my kids, I try to shield them sometimes from my initial reaction. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I, I do my best to, to, to control it. <laughs> um, but essentially they go, they see me through all the stages and they see me embrace it, figure out what it was that went wrong and what I've learned from it. And then sometimes, especially my youngest one, he'll come up to me and he'll ask me, oh, you know, what happened here? You know, you can't give up. You got to keep going. And, you know, so he gives me that extra <laughs> power boost that I need. So he tells, you know, he tells me all the time, he's like, you've come too far. You just got to keep going. Don't worry. It'll be fine. So, you know, as long as I'm learning, as I'm going, I'm happy. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I don't know everything. I, I, you know, I messed up. Okay, cool. We learned, we fix it going forward, or we make sure we mitigate that going forward. I, I love that. What great lessons that you're teaching your children. Uh, you probably know who Sarah Blakely is. She's the founder of Spanx. And mm -hmm. what was interesting about her childhood, she grew up with her father uh, would sit her and her brother down every week at the dinner table and he would ask them this one question, where did you fail this week? And if they didn't come back with a story of how they failed, he would be disappointed. Oh. And yeah. I thought that was pretty incredible because I think a lot of times as parents, all too often they inject their values and say, well, you can't fail, failure is bad because of what their parents taught them. So right. In a, growing up in a family where you're sheltered and you can't like make your own mistakes, I think kids really need to learn how to fail, make their mistakes and not necessarily reprimand them, but like, hey, what did you learn from this? You didn't study for your test. Okay, cause and effect, right? Right, right. You know, and it, yeah, it, it goes with anything. And like I tell my husband, like I have, I have two boys, they're 10 years apart. So my eldest one is 19. He just graduated and he messes, he messes up and it's like, okay, I can't ground you. I can't hit you over the head. I can't beat you with a stick. Okay. Here's a consequence for all your actions. This is what you did. This is what you're going to get. Now you have to make a decision of what path you're going to take. Are you going to continue? 
or you're going to straighten up and do X, you know, or, you know, whatever it is that, that, that helps you out. So that definitely is something that I have learned myself uh, throughout the way. Um, instead of just like, oh, you're not doing good. I'm, you know, be grounded. And that's not very effective. They have to, they do have to learn from their mistakes and believe it or not, they, they do, they do. They really do. Just like we do. Absolutely. You know, it's funny yeah. when you're, you're, you're telling you, your kids that you're not going to, or you're in your head, you're saying that you're not going to ground them. Growing <laughs> up, my father was an entrepreneur, but I got grounded a lot. I got a lot of trouble. So I guess I learned my lessons from always being grounded <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, or didn't. Sometimes I would repeat those lessons. Uh, but I love this conversation that we're having about, you know, it's okay to fail. Like I look back at my business and how many times I quote unquote so-called failed. But to me, it really is about connecting the dots to creating mm -hmm. something bigger and greater and, and serving in my vision, mission and purpose, serving millions of women. So what have been some of your biggest lessons of just failing? Like take me back to a point in time in your life where that failure actually allowed you to catapult to the next level. So uh, when I first opened my first assisted living, I said, okay, great. Uh, you know, I needed residents to, you know, to pay the bills. That's what I needed. So in putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, it was my first employee. And, you know, her, her background, her credentials, everything checked out great, fantastic. And, you know, then, you know, she wasn't working out and I knew that either she was going to leave on her own or I was going to, you know, have to let, you know, have to let her go. Thankfully, she made that decision on her own, which it was okay. So I was in transition between her and another employee. And the day before the other employee was supposed to start, she calls me and tells me, oh, you know, I was thinking about it and I don't want the job. So here I am <laughs> stuck in my first facility caring for an elderly couple. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not what I signed up for. This is, this is, this is not what I want. You know, this is not the way that it's supposed to be here. I'm, I'm limiting myself. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in a very isolated box. So then, you know, I'm going through my phases and my husband looks at me. He's like, do you really want to throw in the towel now? Like, look at the we have. And at that point, they, have, they had grown on me. He's like, do you just want to throw in all the towel and God knows where they're going to end up? And I just stopped and I looked at him. He's like, seriously. He's like, this is nothing. This is a learning curve to better scrutinize your candidates and pick, you know, find those that are really committed and interested that really care for the job. And it was because of that hardship or that icky yucky feeling that I was able to not get one, but I got two awesome employees at the same time. So I created the model for my first assistant living the way that I wanted it in order to ensure that I had full coverage seven days a week, 24 hours a day while providing, you know, break and relief to both. And both of them to this day, they've been amazing. Wow. So if it, if it had not been for that, I would probably never put out the request or put it out in the universe that that was exactly what I was looking for. 
Yeah. So, it, you know, it was one of those, but I, I had to get really uncomfortable and really, it was just uh, <laughs> for me to get out there. And I know that that kind of, it's kind of um, like an obvious thing, look for awesome candidates, but if you're at the moment and you just need to fill the role, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Right. I'm sure. I hope I'm not the only one that's ever done no, that. No, it's so true because it reminds me I'm working with a client right now and she just had like this major so-called failure where she did not learn how to set client boundaries. And because of that, she had someone trying to kind of push her buttons, telling her what to do. And I said, you know, to be honest, everyone has gone through this. No great leader doesn't, you know, doesn't have challenges. So what you're saying is that in order to create this this biz, business vision and mission, you you have to learn how to navigate these challenges. And I want all women listening to this all around the world because when I'm looking at the stats of of women that are listening, I mean we have people in all different countries. And I want you to realize that you're always going to have challenges. You're always yes. going to have so-called events. And maybe we don't call them failures, but we call them bumps in the road, roads yes. or road, bumps in the road, challenges that um, other women have gone through something uh, exactly the same or, or similar, you know, different industries. We're talking about different industries. Right. So let, let's talk a little bit more about um, what inspired you? So it sounds like you have two different business models where you, you're a real estate investor and you also mm -hmm. have opened up these assisted living places. I'm really curious, what made you decide to open up assisted living places? So uh, we started, I'm going to back up a little bit. So my husband and I, we actually got involved into real estate. We were about a year into our marriage and we were at each other's throats because of money. Mm. It was, we, you know, both of us were working. We had a baby, we had a house and it just wasn't working. And I told him, I'm like, listen, if this is what it is to be married, we might as well just split up and, you know, we'll, we'll still hang out or whatever, but this is, we have to do something. It's, it's not working. So then I started looking at different things that we could do on the side to do something. So, you know, I came across, it was like a, like a paradigm thing, kind of like Amway. Uh, it was for coffee. I don't even remember the name of the company, honestly. So I got home all excited. I told my husband about, you know, this great thing we could do together. And he's like, coffee, are you serious? He's like, no way. I'm not. He's like, that's a scam. And I'm like feeling like this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> big let me down. So I'm like, okay, you know, we have to be in sync. We have to, we both have to find something that we're both interested in to make this work. Because if we can't, we can't work together, what's the point of us being a unit? And I recall I was sitting in traffic on my way to pick up my one of my boys. And I heard a news radio advertisement for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a real estate seminar here in Miami. And I was like, wait a minute, I read this book in college. I'm like, that story was amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I am not going to tell him anything. I'm just going to register, go, and then just see what happens. And that is exactly what, what happened. I went to this free event. I signed up for the next upscale, whatever it was, for three days. And I dragged him with me. And it was the best three days of our life. It really was. 
And we finally clicked and we, we found something that we both were interested in and that we can see a true potential. Now we got, we, you know, we learned small phases, you know, how do we start with little or no money? And we started small and then we came to the realization that we wanted to do it on a bigger scale. We still wanted to do real estate, but we wanted to find something where we can impact and, and create some meaning to people. And, you know, it, you know, a lot of folks are going into the multifamily units and that, that particular niche. And we, we kind of sold everything we had and we went on the road. We started going to seminars and we met a ton of fabulous people, ton. We met an individual there that he was doing residential assisted living and something within me just resonated. So the whole flight home, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And the more I thought about it, I fell in love with it. And when I got home, I'm, I told my husband, I go, look, this is, this is what I'm feeling. I think this is something that we really need to look into. And sure enough, you know, one thing led to another, found out what I needed to do, got, you know, foundational learning curve, what it was. Then I started diving into the Florida rules and the regulations and the certifications that I needed. And, and that's pretty much what catapulted us. And that's what we were doing. So now you set out to do something amazing and great. And it's like, every time you're doing something great, it's like, you get a, you know, a sucker punch, then you get another sucker punch, but it's how you react to all these sucker punches that give you the ammunition and the fuel for you to keep going. Cause you know what you're doing is awesome. And you are helping so many families in the process. It's just not the, the, the people that you're caring for, but also the people that are doing the caring for them. And you, you create this, this bond, this relationship with them. And just to be in a power to help people just in whichever, which way it's, it's, it's fulfilling. At least yeah. for me, it is. I, I love that. You know, I work with a lot of female visionaries. And the one thing that I say is that you got to have a vision, mission, and purpose that is bigger than you so that you can get past your bills. You'll never get past your bills if you don't have a value in empowering others. And this is exactly what you're doing. And Zarema, I appreciate you sharing your time with us today. I see we're, we're out of time. But before we leave today, um, what is the biggest thing that you can share with women today that are in their fear right now, maybe they want to invest in real estate or they want to grow their business to the next level. What is the one thing that you can share with them today? Um, fear is always going to be there, but it's only as, you know, it's overrated. It depends on how much power you give it. If you give it no mind, no attention, it's just going to be a tiny voice. Just, just put it to the side. Be bold, be courageous, and just take the leap. You're going to regret it more by not doing it than failing along the way and learning so much. Be bold and just go for it. I love that. I love that. And before we close out uh, today's uh, episode, where can people learn uh, more about you and what you're up to? Okay, so I have a website. So it's uh, my name, Surama Arancibia, together360.com. And there you can see all, you know, just 
me, all of me, how to reach me, how to contact me and everything that I'm working on and, you know, just visit me there. <laughs> I, I love that. And for those of you that have no idea how to spell her name, don't worry because we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, so everyone can <laughs> check out her work and yeah, just wrap this up today. Uh, women, there will always be challenges. You're always going to be faced with fear. And my mission and purpose on this planet is to help women to break through their, those fears and limitations. Until next time, this is Heather Pickin. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpickin.com. Com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.